0: This is a courier talking football. Well, I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me, as usual, are Sean Hamilton and Jim Spence. Well, gentlemen, the stage is all days, this weekend, and and Tayside. They're, uh, I was going to say they're heading down to Wales. Is George, George, George Cran heading down to Wales for us, mm-hmm. is he, Sean? Yes, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: but although, actually ground's in England, That's isn't sure. it? Yeah. South yeah. South England. corrected. Sure. Sure? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll pop across the Wales just while he's down there. Right? So, anyway, they're playing a Welsh team, but we'll get to the. Uh, we'll I don't get think game so, itself. by the
1: way, because apparently his hotel's got a swimming pool. Oh well, okay.
0: Good to George, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, is. I was, I was going to say we need to knock this competition on the head, but maybe George will say otherwise. It's, it's <laughs> the, the luck, these luxurious trips the Courier are financing now. Anyway, so, but don't Dundee, Jim, you've been our man in the North. You've seen them a lot, haven't you? I think you've pretty much seen most yeah. of their home games, haven't uh, you? And
2: and, and, Just, and kind of continue to be disappointed, you know. Well, well that's okay down, then. Down, I know. mean,
0: I'm starting to look at. I'm looking at a few a few stats now, Jim, and that are building up a bit of a worrying case. That's th- three. They've well they've they've only won one in the last four league games, and I think the biggest the biggest one that's now shouting at me is they've conceded three. Three times in the league um that's not great, is it no it's i mean I think there's um <clears throat>
2: you know i i was I was talking to kind of um a, quite a prominent dundee fan uh just the other day, and he was you know he he was kinda you know he's basically saying look <laughs> the honeymoon period is now over you know he says uh, um Gary Boyer was blooming the ref um um, Which I think, I but, think. to yeah, well, be honest, up up, like, the, ref, the ref was, was having a shocker. Was, I thought the referee was dreadful. I really do. Dundee should have a penalty very early on, stuff like that, you know. But he, he's kind of seen, "Well, we you know." There's also poor defending and, and the tactics, you know, are, are also a, a involved in losing the game. I mean, there, there is something else as well. We dodgy's actually got quite a nice, uh, tidy Inverness side there, you know. They had a few injuries
0: though, didn't they? I had, we weren't expected them talking him about get,
2: I, I, In fact, a chat with him just um, like a week or so, a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about injury situations. And of course, I caught up with my den on Saturday and, and it hadn't got that much better, you know. Um, so you, you've got a combination of uh, things. I mean, you know, y- you've got kind of, you know, uh, 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 they they, they kind of need. Sometimes think they need somebody in, in the midfield uh, where they they don't have a kind of gender, least figure. If you want, you know, um, you've got a combination of things. I think I actually thought initially uh, looking at the keeper, I thought he was no bad, but you know, some people say, well. Safe percentages not great. Um, w- w- there's there's a kind of quite a number of people that are not mad keen on Sweeney. Um, kind of there's a, a combination couple. of things. There'd be a couple of centres forwards sitting on the bench on uh, at the weekend. There's a whole load of things. I, I think that a lot of Dundee fans are are, are, are not happy um, about. Uh, you know, McMullen I think kind of struggle at times. So there was a combination of things. I, I think that you know that Dundee fans had uh, caused to be displeased with. Um, at the weekend, you know. Um, uh, but the, the key thing is where they are in the league. And, you know, that, I mean, at this stage in the game, we're what, six uh, Four games in, you know? So. And, and you just, I mean, I had just high hopes. I had high hopes that, you know, they would make a kind of a, a great start. And they would, you know, they'd be sitting kind of proudly atop the table. I think at, the lucky but, Jim, the lucky uh, Partick,
0: they only drew with Cove. They should really, well, you that's would expect right. them to I mean, be six points behind already.
2: On a day, day when things went with, uh, went for them. But I mean, really, you know, sitting se- seven games in, sitting seven games in, uh, um, you know, to be sitting fifth uh, and to be already four points adrift to Partick and having conceded, you know, 11 of the potential 21 available, these are worrying signs. Now, I mean, Gary Boyer did say to me, spoke me a few weeks back after Pat Linney's funeral. we said, look, this, this, this is a bigger job than a lot of people think it is. And I think he's right. I mean, there's a combination of things going on at the club. It will, it will not be an easy season. We know that. You know, everybody in the league, I think, barring our growth and I'm not sure if cover kind of a mix, a hybrid mix of part-time, full-time, but, Everybody else in that league is full time, so you know there is no great advantage there. So it comes down to quality of players. Now he's got a bigger budget than everyone else, but I think I said this recently in the Courier Com. It's not the kind of budget that buys you, you know, massively superior players. It might buy you two or three players that are better than the opposition have got, but that that's easily evened out with injuries and loss of form, and you know, and and and, and people come to dens. I mean, you know, coming to dens at Championship level, Dundee are the big dogs. They're still the big dogs, you know. People want to come there and put their tail between their legs. So there's all of these things um, involved. But you know, I mean, I thought early in the season, I thought it looks like a bit of energy, a bit of zip, a bit of go about this team. But that, you know, at times on Saturday, it just kind of looked as though they weren't entirely sure what what they were up to. You know, I mean, and you know, it's um, it's just it's a kind of dispiriting uh, moment. Plus, of course, they're a man off. You know, I mean. Uh, it's just—it's a kind of depressing. It's a depressing uh, time to be a Dundee fan. I think. Well, you know, five I, games in and sitting midway in the table.
0: I think Sean. I mean, before we get into the sort of, you know, the more specifics about players and and parts of the team and, and such like, I think everybody gave Gary Boyer. You know, he was getting nine out of ten, if not ten out of ten, from, from some some Dundee fans in terms of what he was saying, how he was how he was carrying himself. You know, it was it was the the deference to the. The, the the past all you know you know you know that sort of stuff he was t- and we we spoke about it you know the just he was doing everything he was doing everything right and you also have to say in terms of his league cup that was near faultless and and still that and in amongst that this dodgy runner league results they've got themselves you know through past Falkirk into the in the quarterfinals of the, of the league cup but if we're giving him nine or ten out of ten for for a general sort of, you know, taking to the Dundee position and the League Cup. I think we're, we're giving them a 4 or 5 out of 10 for that start. I mean, Dundee, they not saying they needed a fast start because, you know, it's there's a heck of a long way to go and it's pretty tightly bunched at the at the top, as you would expect after just seven games. But I think they could have, I think they should have expected a fast start when you looked at their the League Cup form. So to have lost three league games out of out of seven, it's you know there's there are rightly question marks aren't there right and I think and and again oh well, we'll come on as well sorry I just cut you off when no. you started there I think I don't think they had a good transfer window you know I I think this to 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 still be in the position of having to hope you can pick up you know a couple of loans or free agents that that's that's no way to put down foundations to to make this a one horse race. <laughs>
1: No, I, I mean, that, that particular point, I think it's it's probably an indicative of a window that hasn't gone well if you're still looking for players now. Because, I mean, if you think about, go back to St. Johnson last season, this time last year, St. Johnson were still looking for free agents mm. and what have you. And that, the, the story that tells is that the makeup of the squad isn't, isn't satisfactory to the manager. Yeah, your planning hasn't uh, gone right, basically. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, that, that in itself tells, tells a story about that. Um and yeah, I mean, the, the you're right. The league cup was was impeccable, and people people were very very excited after that. And then to go and lose the first game, you know, um, uh, with a Partick at at Denz Park, who are obviously going to be looks like rivals this season. Um, yeah, it did burst the balloon. They they kind of got it going back in the right direction with a couple of wins, a draw, but then there was that terrible performance down at Air. Um, and again, you know, back on track. Against Falkirk in the Cup and then Queen's Park, which was you know a great result, you know, win at home, and then oh, all of a sudden you're 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 back down the way again. So it's this old um, lack of consistency that's dogged Dundee for for years, for uh, long before Gary Boyer came in. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, he it's, that's almost irrelevant at this point. It has been a problem for a while, but it looks again like becoming a problem this season. And that if your goal. At the beginning of the season, is to impose yourself on a league and 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 go and take charge of it and aim for the title, aim for promotion. You can't be having this sort of up and down nature. If you've lost three games already at this point, you know there's a, there's an argument that you're you're you really don't have many losses left. One or two more, maybe the rest of the season. And if you go beyond that, you're 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 hampering your your efforts really if you want to win it emphatically, certainly. Um, otherwise, you're hoping for other teams, you know, that, that they're going to have rough patches and stumble as well. And it's going to be that sort of cutthroat situation in the league, which it might yet turn out to be. But you're almost already at the position where you're kind of hoping for that rather than seeing a Dundee team that's, that's striding out and taking control of the situation. We're, we're almost... <laughs> sort of stumbling into a situation where it's about hope as much as anything else already. So, yeah, that I mean, that is disappointing on the league front. Um, so, yeah, I mean, four or five out of ten, it sounds harsh, but I mean, under the circumstances, given given what Dundee want to achieve, seems fair enough. Still time to turn it around, of course, but um, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to require, it would appear, for Gary Boyer to do that, a few new faces, perhaps, more to go out still. So, the work doesn't appear yet to be done to get the team to a place where Gary Boyer feels it can go and be that sort of um, dominant force in the championship that he wants it to be. So, yeah, there's, there's a few wee things that are uh, that would be concerning if I were a Dundee fan. There,
0: we're used to Jim managers, particularly new managers. They are always telling us you build, you build a new team, you build from the back. Um, that hasn't that hasn't happened for Dundee has it you know the the three the three defeats conceding three goals and you know Gary boy Gary Bo- after his initial quotes about you know the ref being the worst he'd ever seen and all the rest of it he you know he 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 has you know said like you know this can't continue we need we need to be better but that that would concern me a bit i have to say because you know when that is traditionally the way you see teams evolve isn't it they they get things secure at the back, and then they kind of they they progress from then along that back line. You've got all sorts of questions, haven't you? You know, starting for the starting with the goalkeeper. You know, I mean, I Adam legs that just for a team that you know the with, with all the pressure that Dundee have to have a twenty twenty one year old the the goalie the young goalie that doesn't that doesn't feel right for me right from right from the outset.
2: I think, um, I, I mean, I was intrigued when, uh, you know, I got into Denz and I looked at the team lines and, and, and saw that Cammy Kerr was missing. I mean, I, I'm a Kerr fan. I'm, I'm you know, I, uh, uh Acknowledge that that sometimes uh, maybe my objectivity when it comes to kami kind of goes out the window a wee bit, um, because he you know I, I like him as a lad. He's a good bloke, but but mainly he he is Dundee daft and he plays for he plays with an enormous pride in that shirt. The badge genuinely and truly means something. To yeah, which counts for you know? a lot. Um, so you know I, I'm not suggesting he's the finest fullback in the world. You know if, if he was he wouldn't be playing at Dundee, and you, know, that, you could argue that about any player in Scottish football. Um, but I was so I was kind of surprised and kind of disappointed when when he wasn't on. So whether you know whether there was a feeling that French brings more uh, more you know has more aspects to his game or not, I'm not sure. But Gary Boyer, I didn't think French had a particularly um, great game. Um, sharp at the back, the goalkeeper, I, I, he's agile enough and all the rest of it. But and, and listen, he was beaten by two two tremendous strikes. I mean, I'm not sure many goals would have got near them anyhow. So there were two terrific strikes. Um, but you know. You look across across the you know, the back four that started, um it was French Sweeney Ashcroft Marshall, um, on Saturday. Now, you know, that's a bit of a movable feast, but I me, mean, the bottom line is quite simple. When when you look at the, the table, um what what is really concerned, not just the fact that they're in fifth place, but the fact is they've scored thirteen goals, which is decent. I mean it's 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 something not quite a... Thistle or, or Air, not far behind, but they've conceded eleven, which is, I think, is really worrying. I mean, that, that's, that's not a championship
0: champion. winning back five. No, is that's it that you, named the worst. There? you know, is that, it? That,
2: No, that, that's. I mean, that, that's, you must be tighter than that. You need to score a few more. Um, I'm not suggesting that you know, their goals for record is bad. I mean, it's 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 anything, but you know, it's it's the third best uh, in, in the uh, in the championship. But the goals against column is worrying. And that comes down to a combination of goalkeeper and defence, you know. Um, now, you know, they went ahead on, on Saturday, you know. They were ahead, I think, after 12 minutes through Sweeney, you know. Uh, and you think to saw here we go, that's a great start. You know, that's a really good start for them. Um and then, you know, they 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 lose it albeit you know, it was a terrific strike from the edge of the box, I have to say, from Harper, who had a double uh, on the on the day. But then, you know, the keeper uh, then goes and brings um it was a harper. I think he brought it down in the box, you know, for for a penalty. And you just think, and it just it looked a daft, a daft giveaway. He was over, he was down smartly, but there was no need. It didn't seem to be any need to do it. And it's those are the kind of instant decision making um, mistakes that, that that cost you ultimately. And you know, and the great fears that it costs Dundee in terms of uh, of. Uh, Winning the league or a promotion place because don't Dund- don't have to come up this season? I mean, been a yo-yo club for years. I also, I mean, it's quite intriguing to look. You know, forty miles down the road at East End Park, and see James McPake off to a flyer. Dunfermline top of the league, unbeaten. I think after seven. Um, now you can think what you like about the McPake sacking, and I say at the time I thought it was poorly handled. But if if it was to be. Um, there should have kind of been a seamless transition I mean, if you're getting rid of a manager you, you don't decide, you know on Saturday night, let's get rid of the manager bullet him on Sunday, that that decision had, you know, had been in the post for some time so if you're doing that, surely you've got your next man lined up, and there was that big hiatus in bringing Gary Bauer in so I don't think he has particularly been treated fairly either, because you do need time to build the side, if, if you've got a board of directors who are saying, by the way, look, come in we don't expect promotion for a couple of years here. You build your side, that's fine. But we Dundee, do expect promotion. They've got all these grandiose stadium plans and all the rest of it. They do expect promotion. They expect, or I think they've got a legi- legitimate expectation to be in the top league. They're the seventh best supporter club in the country. And, um, So if you're going to do things, do it properly. Bring the manager and give him plenty of time during, you know, the window and all the rest. Because he was beaten by all accounts to a couple of players late on uh, in the window. You know, so there's been a combination of things, uh, you know, that have gone on at Dens that, that just strike you as. Not amateur hour, but, you know, could have been so much better planned. And now uh, that the final product is on the park, um, th- there's, there's th- some things to be happy about. You know, the one or two performances that were, uh, th- th- that were pretty pretty decent. But, you know, to lose three goals at home, particularly having gone ahead, um, irrespective of the referee, and it was a dire, I, mean, I, can't, I, can't, I have to say I really cannot uh, dissent from his view on no, that. It was a dreadful refereeing performance. But he shouldn't have been losing 3-2 at home. Um, you know, D- D- Dundee, having taken the lead, should have been able to either capitalise, should have kind of gone for the boot in the throat. Or they should have been able to um, to hang on to the lead, and that indicates to me that there's a, there's, a, there's a defensive weakness. There's also a weakness in the midfield. They don't have somebody who actually really bosses the midfield, who makes the killer passes, who gets the foot on the ball, as they say, sees the pass to make, and has a well, calmness and authority about
0: him. They've got they've got one, but the manager wanted to wanted to well, get rid of him. Yeah, well, that, <laughs>
2: that, that, well there you are. Um, and, and that's fair play. That's that's a manager's call, and these are the sort of calls that, that kind of either make managers heroes or. Zeros and only we'll, only time will tell how that was going to work out.
0: I mean, Sean. It seems to me that Dundee's areas of strength are ones that uh, and areas of weakness haven't really changed over the course of you know with with some ins and outs, more ins ins than and outs, and that's a that's a concern, isn't it? You know, you'd still if you were to pick out the the key men and the uh, you know. The assets, the stars, and that team—it would still be the same young midfielders, wouldn't it? That we were talking about six months ago, probably. Mm. Yeah, unless, unless, well, maybe the second Zach, but we you know that that's, that goalie—he's he, he scored. But I just think there's still. I think there's still too there's too much work to be done in the transfer market that then 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 makes me comfortable for Dundee. Yeah. Yeah. That's my that's my underlining worry and then the, when I looked at the back five just before we started the podcast I was like you know
1: yeah I I know what you mean. I mean you, you look at even the team from the weekend you know against uh, against Inverness there. Um all right you know there's this a couple of new faces in there kind of Tyler French. We've got Grayson in there. Williamson Robinson yeah but I mean they're uh, <laughs> you look down on the bench and then there's the, it just looks like Zach Rudden starting on the bench, this is a the guy they spent money on, you know, um, you've got Killian Sheridan coming back from injuries and the bench didn't go on obviously. Well, we just don't know what's there, um, you just don't yep, know do you? you don't know. And then Max Anderson who obviously was, you know, I, I think anybody who watched him last season would, would have been you know, quite excited about him as a prospect, he looked a he looked a fine attacking midfielder um i thought and then obviously he's he's in the bench and not getting on there as well so yeah i mean there, there there's question marks over 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 a lot of it really um and yeah goals yeah they're not struggling to come by them so uh, at least in that respect you know, maybe maybe it's harder to make a case for an Anderson or what have you, but certainly at the other end, that's that seems to be the real kind of problem area. Although, I mean, we can talk about defence all day long. I mean, it's it, as as any footballer will tell you, defence starts from the front, doesn't it? So, um, it's really not as simple as just you know, there's the, there are defensive issues. It's 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 clearly that, that there's a problem. With regard to this team being able to keep it tight at key moments, because they're not they're shipping a lot of goals, so that is a that is a, a real problem. It, be, it would be a real problem if you were if you were just trying to avoid getting <laughs> going down. You know, it's never mind going for the title. If you're going for the title, it's a serious problem if you keep shipping goals. Albeit that's kind of offset to an extent by the fact that they're scoring them, um, but it's not sustainable for a club. Uh, with ambitions of, of of pushing up towards the top end of the table to keep shipping goals in that manner, it's just not. So that is that has to be a key area, and it needs to be sorted, and it needs to be sorted yesterday. You know, you know there's there's not there's not time for it to kind of drag on. So, I mean, <laughs> if it's a combination of people coming in, then by God, they better get it done quickly. Uh, and and doing work on the training ground, well, I would imagine that's ongoing, but. If the manager feels they need more bodies, then you know they they need to be brought in. They can't and if, they can't if, not
0: afford to, to to back him, can they? You know, Well, exactly. He, he that's that's the
1: whole thing. Yeah, they've just brought him in in the summer. So if if that's what he thinks is required to get the team to where he wants it to be, uh so it's challenging. Then you have to back him, and that's that's the bottom line. So. It's, it really does come down to that because he's been saying you know for a few weeks now that that they're looking for other people they're looking for boys and, and you know it's that there are difficulties associated with looking for players at this time of year we all know that but he hasn't deviated from that from that line you know that, that we need to bring people in he keeps saying it and it hasn't happened yet so whatever the stumbling block is it needs to be negotiated and it needs to be negotiated quickly because if it's not then you know the damage that could be done to to Dundee's ultimate uh, ambition is is, is substantial.
2: I, I, and you know what, Sean? The longer it goes on, the harder it gets. Um I yeah. mean, Already, I mean, I, I'm presuming that we'll be looking at the English market because that's probably where the bulk of his knowledge is. You know, we look at and, and and there's a limit. There's a limit to how many Scottish players are available. So if you're looking at the English market, and you know everything's done through agents. I mean, there might be a handful of players in the UK who do their own stuff, but the vast bulk of things, from 16 year olds onwards, um, is done by agents. So you know, if your agent comes to you and he says, um, there's a club in Scotland looking for you saying, okay, you know, right away you know, let's be blunt. They, you know, most English players know very little about the Scottish game. They'll know about Celtic and Rangers, very little about the rest of it. They probably think it's Dundee the United they're talking about for one thing. Then they realise it's a championship, it's second division. Where are the club? They're fifth, get a wee bit of history. Um, how's it looking? Whoa, you know, don't fancy that. You know. And they end up, I don't know, they end up at Hereford or something like that. You know, so I mean it's, it's, it gets harder and harder. And as the season goes on, if if the league position stays fifth then it's it's a big it's a big ask to ask a player to ship up maybe for a you know or it could be a loan a loan deal or whatever but if it's a contract player at the moment who's a free agent it's a big ask to ship someone up who thinks that you know because you know unless players are looking for a final payday and it's highly unlikely they get a great one at Dens um, you know they think am I going to ship up to a strange city up in Scotland uh, where they may well have preconceived notions about three foot of snow and howling gales um, those might not be wrong actually um, but you know it, it it just gets more and more difficult as the season wears on, and, and if you get another two or three bad league results, if you suddenly find it that actually you know that fifth place has slipped to sixth or seventh or something like that, you know, um, then it, you know players are just going to look at that and go, well, Not for me, thanks.
0: Yeah, but Sean, before we finish off with Dundee, it's this, this competition, I must admit, it's one that I, I've you know I, I struggle to keep track of who's in it for starters, you know, but uh, it's I, I thought the the Covid. Years would have seen the end of it, but it, it lives on. It's <laughs> you got, hoped. it's well, I had, yeah, I must admit, <laughs> but anyway, it, it's still got life in it yet. I think for uh, it's so far down the, the priority list for Dundee, um, but it carries it does carry a wee bit of jeopardy and so much. I think it's probably, I mean, you, you could make a case that you know they've got one of the hardest draws, haven't they? TNN, depending on how how. They treat it, and there's still a wee bit of snobbishness, isn't there, for Scottish football fans? And you know, fans of a sort of big established club like Dundee, they'll expect to go to go down to Shropshire and uh, roll over them. But you know, so if if they see their team losing to a Welsh league outfit. You know, it just piles pressure on, doesn't it? Oh, it certainly does. Yeah,
1: I mean, th- this this tournament died for me in nineteen ninety six. To be honest with you, when uh, when <laughs> St Johnston lost in the final <laughs> to Stranraer, the
0: gale at Broadwood, yes, uh, Broadwood, together with yeah. yeah. a Saley yellow boots as I all Period of mourning in Perth, which
2: still goes on actually in some quarters. That was
1: yeah, yeah. That was that was the died for me. So, but yeah, it's it's a it's a nightmare. It's a, night, a potential nightmare of a draw. I mean, it's a, when Dundee fans first looked at it... Well, they thought they will sure get a weekend, thoughts, but they're not even getting that. Exactly, yeah. I'm sure their thoughts were great. We'll get a jolly this weekend. We'll, we'll head down there, have a few drinks and whatever. They moved it to the Friday, which, you know, isn't ideal uh, with regards to that. So that's sort of been sucked out of it to an extent. Um, and then you start to think about the actual game itself. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it's a potential banana skin and it's a, it's one that that should Dundee, you know, struggle in it or, or certainly if Dundee lose in it, then goodness me, then the pressure does immediately ramp up quite substantially because, you know, right rightly or wrongly, there is a perception uh, amongst Dundee fans and fans of other Scottish football clubs were they in that position that, that, that they would they should be turning them over, uh aside in the Welsh Premier League, you know. So um but you know we've seen we've seen Scottish teams come across to that sort of attitude before, and in, and in, in, in Europe against yeah, you know, teams from Northern to. Ireland recently, and mm-hmm. you know so this this long-held perception that these these teams from Wales and Northern Ireland are are somehow you know miles beneath uh, the quality that that's on show in Scotland is is you know at one time it might have held a it held a degree of truth, but at the moment it doesn't look like it. Um, I mean, you would still expect Dundee to to win, but I don't think it's quite the quite the cruise uh, that it might have been perceived as a few years ago. So, yeah, it's a very very difficult one potentially. Um, so, it's probably a manager's nightmare, really, isn't it? That's it's when you look at it and you're just oh my god, please no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't let this happen, <laughs> ah, well, they, Be- because it's uh, again because of the nature of the competition, it's just that it's uh, for for Dundee. Best will in the world, it doesn't really matter. You know, how oh, they're doing this. And in you, this, and this to anything another.
0: other than winning it yeah. is deemed sort of like you know, not. Oh, that seems ridiculous to say that, but they they would only care. Dundee fans will only care about this if they get to the final, won't they? Mm-hmm. And if, like mm-hmm. you say, if they could have had a good trip out of it, but I suppose some of them will get the get the Friday off work and then they can Aye. they can have their they can enjoy their weekend after it down there. But there we go. And yeah, go
1: and go and meet George. And meet George,
0: Yeah, it sounds like he's got <laughs> big digs. So, right, Jim United, are you uh, are you a cynic in all this? The Liam Fox business. Are you seeing a? Are you seeing the, uh, a mirage of a, of a sort of shortlist short list and in interviews names that are kind of suddenly appearing where, where, where there, where there is no race. Do you think it's just all kind of, you know, there's a couple of names getting thrown out. There'll be a token, there'll be a token gesture of a wee, of a wee interview. Then it's, uh ta-da, Here's the man that we all thought it would be yeah. all along. Allah, <laughs> Allah, Tam Courts. Is this is this how it's going to play out?
2: Well, look, I've, I've, you know, I do have that ginger temper, Eric, and I'm still looking for the boy that told me the other week that I, I, you know I was acting under Big Tony's orders to write that <laughs> Liam Fox was getting the job. You know, oh, um, did
0: you? street or on uh, Twitter, uh,
2: the usual Twitter keyboard warrior. Yeah, right. You know, it's, I mean, once I finished laughing about it, I mean, look. You kind of kick about the game for as long as any of us have. and know, have an idea how football works. I mean, that that's no kind of blowing or trumpets, but you know, you you've got you've got kind of some access or more access, the most to to the the. I was going to say the chambers of horrors, but the chambers of power and all the rest of it. But you just generally know how the game works. Now, the truth of the matter at the moment is, are Dundee United an attractive proposition? Anybody will take the job. they that. anybody Someone will take the job. You know, but are they an attractive proposition to a top flight manager? Anything but. Um, because, you know, A, they're looking for their fifth in, what, three seasons now. Um, they had one who was a, a, a pretty respected guy who'd been at Hibs and Sunderland, big clubs, you know, um, and lasted, what, 10, 10 weeks, you know, um, and, and departed under kind of still somewhat mysterious circumstances. I know kinda a lot of it's been cleared up, but, you know, it's some there's stuff that never quite emerges into to see the, the, the daylight. So, you know, if, if you're a serious candidate, you're going to look at a job like that and it's like, I mean, you know, who's, available at the moment it's a bit like players only people who are available are people who are out of work why are they out of work you know so that's the first question um and and
0: and, if they're and not you know you af- can't af- afford to headhunt yeah well that's
2: right if it's not somebody that's out of work then you've got to go <clears throat> and headhunt so you're going for someone who is, is probably at a club of similar size or, or or smaller size who you see with potential so all of these things you know um they've had loads of time Bluntly, they've had loads of time now to, to decide who their man is. And we know how this stuff about interviews and all the rest of it, you know. I mean, you've got a fair idea who your man is. Um, you've made contact through the back channels, through agents. You've maybe spoken to him yourself. That's how it works. And all you know this stuff about tapping up, what a load of guff, you know. I mean, tapping up has gone on in football since people first pulled on a pair of, uh, I was going to say, Adidas, you know, or, or Pumas, whatever. But uh, other brands are available. So, United, you know, to me, it, it kind of looks uh, as though it'll be, William Fox. I'm not complaining about that whatsoever. I mean, he knows that he knows the script. He knows the the model that they probably want to. That they deviated from under Jack Ross probably slightly. You know that they want to move back to, which is bringing youngsters in, bringing in uh, and and uh, kids from the continent and all the rest of it. You know, um, you know, from the African nations that they seem to have spotted as a. You know, a, a, as a lucrative potential market and all the rest of it, and you've got quite—you've got some quite powerful characters in the dressing room. It's no unusual. I mean, you talk about player power. I mean, we can we can overdo this thing to some extent. Players of what was it power? You know, what, why would you have a skipper? You have a skipper so that the manager kind of has a, a has a focal point, has a contact to go to, um, who's a leader on the park. I
0: mean, I know. I think that we find out, Jim, that the, the players would be quite happy for him to get the job. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Just, That's just, what I'm saying. Just, I mean, just, just by 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 seeing their performances and their fight and all the rest of it. You know, it's, it should seem like a given, but obviously it isn't well, always, is it? Well,
2: nothing's ever a given, Eric, let's be honest, in, in football. I mean, you know, that there might be another candidate emerges. The problem, for me now, it, it, this is about, cal- you know, if you were an actuarial uh, individual, you know, working in insurance or something, what you'd now be talking about is calculation of risk. Uh, now, the risk factor, I think, at a point in point Liam Fox is much, much less than bringing in a new individual. You know, you bring in a new individual, um, doesn't hit it off immediately with the players, Are very well said, I know the players and all the rest of it. You come in, you don't know the dynamics of the dressing room. You might find, you might get shot very, very quickly. Um, You know, whereas, you know, you've now got a guy who knows the scene. The players are used to him on the training ground. Um, You know, he's already... One um, one, he's he's drawn one and, and lost very narrowly. And I mean, again, I was hinting at this, in my column at the Courier last Saturday. You know, a two a two one win at, at Ibrox, particularly in the current you know current situation, United find themselves, in, there's, there's almost a moral victory, you know. Two so one um, defeat, know a of they didn't win. Coming. Come on, they, they yeah, didn't, uh, didn't win. No, no, they didn't win. But I mean, it's it's almost a moral victory. Um, so Fox uh, to me is 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 the kind of is the logical candidate. I mean, even if it was a logical candidate. Until another one became available, but the problem is, there he's not going to take the job, the job on a on that kind of basis. So you're going to have to weigh him in with a proper managerial contract, or a head coach contract. So, to me, um, at, the, at this moment, given United's business model and all the rest of it, which you know, which will continue to be kind of trying to bring young talent through uh, with the addition of one or two experienced players, which they have at Tanah this already, um, it, it, it makes sense to me. The, the the big issue is can he get more out of the squad than Jack Ross got well I think already we're seeing that that's the case um can he now propel them up the table? Uh, well, he's got to uh, because, uh, I mean, they're they're in a relegation battle already, seven games in, you know. Um, they're not wholly adrift of, of, you know, the two or three just above them, but there's a big, big substantial gap between them and Motherwell and Eighth. So they're in a relegation battle, so they've got to get it right. And I think it's far too big a risk at the moment to bring in someone from outside who may also... Uh, be a spectacular failure, Um and that would leave the club absolutely. It would leave the club psychologically shattered. So, to me, Fox, Fox, it's almost a a shoe in for me.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, so, I think you and you, you answered you answered my question. Yeah, you are, are this. You are a cynic like me, Jim. there we go, <laughs> <laughs> Sean. I mean, you're skeptical, skeptical. Okay, skeptical. <laughs> that's a, that's fair enough. But I think we we mentioned it last week, Sean, and he's. It's not a banana skin, but there was there was real risk in delaying the announcement of Liam Fox to this week or next week. You know, was you know United taking a a hammer in the eyebox? So he's negotiated that, and I think Jim's right in saying that as far as you can enhance your reputation in defeat, I think he probably did slightly as well. You know, because because you know Rangers were almost. Would just say hanging on? But you know what I mean. They were quite happy to try and protect their their, their one goal lead. So United, you yeah, know, absolutely. and you, you can't argue with it that United have been better since since Jack Ross since Jack Ross was was sacked. So I think it's just a you know, I, I mean, I just can't, I just can't imagine in a scenario where all of a sudden United are going to say, okay, yeah, it's now Kevin Thompson." You know, <laughs> I just you just can't picture it. You. Yeah, and you, Sean? Um,
1: probably not. No, I mean, it, lo- it looks. I, mean, I think we touched on this when we spoke about it last week about the, the potential that, you know, the, the Rangers game could have gone, you know, badly potentially. But I think we, we also said in that discussion that, you know, that it, it, <laughs> there was a way for Liam Fox to, to give himself a better chance of getting it, even in defeat. I think we did touch on that as a topic. And I mean, it, it's turned out that way. And it's turned out that way probably in, in in as big a way as it possibly could, because I mean you look at the reaction to the performance, which was which was a really good one from Dundee and um and and it has been recognised sort of across the board, you know, by by our reporter Alan Tempo, but also, you know, nationally as well. Um so yeah, he's he's done himself uh, a real favour there. Um and I think he was already in a good position. Um, after the Livingston and, and Motherwell um, results as well, so yeah, I, I mean it does it does look increasingly like he's he's in a very very strong position. And another another part of the the sort of um, mental arithmetic that I guess Tony Asker will be doing along the kind of risk assessment basis will be, you know, how much do I want to rock the boat? Because. It it looks like, and we've touched on this in previous discussions about player power and whatever. Um, you know, it looks like those players are willing, more than willing, to play uh, for Liam Fox, and in the way that he wants them to. It looks it looks like they're comfortable um, in a way that they clearly weren't uh, when Jack Ross was there. Uh, I mean. It, and not just the results will tell you that but the performances will tell you that as well so um I mean I suppose you could look at bringing Jack Ross in as rocking the boat if you like it's bringing someone in from outside who you know wanted a different way of working and and it, and it didn't it didn't work out Liam Fox by contrast is somebody that they're all familiar with they all know they've worked with him previously he's familiar with everything about the club not just the, the first team so that's that's it certainly seems to be the the the, con, the continuity option continuity <laughs> albeit you know it's the last three games that you're looking to continue the continuity on from so it looks to me like he's in the strongest position um at this point after the after the three results he's overseen and rangers has only helped him i think
0: yeah i don't think jim i mean i don't th- i don't think in the in the in the Grand scheme of things, United are finding themselves in a in a healthy position as far as uh, the dynamic of the club. You know, I always I still like to think of, of of the manager as being the, if not, you know, yeah, probably the the most important single person at a football club, and I, I think that is no longer the case at Dundee United if it if it ever has been. You know, in this in this sort of. The Mark Ogren, Tony Tony Ashgard era, but I think it's got even further away from that, and I'm not particularly sure that's that's a, a you know a a good way of building long term stability. You know the you know the sort of I think when you've got fair enough fair enough a sporting director sporting director being you know having a sort of overall view of it, but I'm not comfortable with the the player dynamic of it being quite as strong as it appears it is at Tanise but on I do think that you have to deal with the way it is, the deal with the situation as it is and that's the reality of it at turnise isn't it Just <coughs> yeah
2: a- but I mean play, player if, if, you know if we're talking about player power if 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 there and you know there, there appears to be no doubt that that you know there has been some kind of um strong involvement of player power uh at, at Tanadice. Um, if that's the case and you, you uh, if you're happy with that it's fine you know um, if you're unhappy about elements of it then the only way that you can actually fix that is if the sporting director and the head coach or manager call them what you will are operating in tandem and, and singing from the same hymn sheet um, otherwise in the, the general dynamics of life someone will end up you know being the more powerful of the two individuals, now where this where you know where this power reside? thats always a key thing. Well, as Thomas Tuchel found it at Chelsea, it resides with the owner Strokes, who also made himself sporting director. So there's, you know, in many respects, there's, there's nothing that unusual about what, what's happening at Tandis in the modern game. We've got sporting—I mean, Billy, you know, Billy Dodge Um, uh, who was talked at the weekend I'd forgotten he's got John Robertson as as a sporting director at Inverness so I mean the the sporting director model has become much much clearer um, uh, 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 in recent years I think what is unclear still particularly in Scotland because it's still to some extent a newish model is who actually who has the the majority um, of who has the majority of the power you know is it um, you know? Is it the sporting director? Is it the manager? Or is it the head coach? What do you call him? You know. Now, I mean, I think at Tannidice, um, you know, you, you've got a situation where Mark Ogren, the American, trusts implicitly Tony uh, uh, Tony Asgar to around things for him, um, and and that's what he's doing. But there is a board as well, you know. I mean, uh, none of us can be absolutely sure of just exactly who takes the major or the key decisions. Um, but ultimately, to me, it's looking more and more like the situation at Tarlene is, is that you have a head coach who coaches the players. He will have an input into who comes to the, uh, to the club as well. But that's what a sporting director there for. A sporting director, I mean, I think that was one of the things that Tuchel was complaining about. Tuchel was annoyed that he was getting dragged into meetings, you know, at lunchtime, at tea time and all the rest of it with, 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 with Boley and, the, and the, the directors at Chelsea and asked for his input on, on, on player recruitment and all the rest of it. He kind of felt that... Almost like they should be coming along and saying to him, There you are, there, here's the players we want, there's two or three, take your pick, you know, boom, that's great, and I'll coach them, that's my job. Now, <clears throat> I, I think some coaches actually, you know, modern coaches, younger breed of coaches might actually be much happier with that than the older breed of manager who wanted to do everything. He kind of do everything in the modern game. I mean, to get, the modern game. Talk of the modern game. I mean, for long and weary, the game has been a global game, you know. I mean, you know, since the days of Jerry Kerr at Tannerdice, when they brought in Scandinavians, the game has been broadening its horizons. I mean, you, know, you go back historically, Preston North End once put a team of entire Scots, and Burnley, I think, had had 10 in their team. Maybe went back to the old Scotch professors' days. So, you know, the game's always, always had kind of wide, wide wings, but it's much wider now than ever before. Managers and modern coaches have not got the time. To, to do the to deal with all of that, agents and recruit, the recruitment in that respect, they've got the time to kind of maybe look at whatever they're looking at these days, whether it's Y Scout or, or just a video clip or something like that. But they've not got the time to, you know, do anything much other than actually look at the players under their command. Um, no worry about how long guys have got left on contracts or what their contracts are. Do the coaching, work on the basis of the systems they want to play, um, and hone the players' fitness and all the rest of it. You know, th- those are the things I think that you should be doing. So, you know, I mean. It, it's it, 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 all of the stuff that we talk about at Tannadice it was the same when, when Stephen Thompson was there when things were going well under Stephen Thompson um, nobody gave nobody batted an island the minute of course he sold the, the Amigos to, to Parkhead boom the roof fell in and everybody was on his case um, when things were going well at Tannadice there was no complaint about, you know, we're, as an American owner, there's a guy in who comes from Glasgow who is a sporting director who seems to have a lot of power. Of course he is, that's the whole idea of a sporting director. Um, you know, the club train at St Andrews. I sometimes wonder what the link is with Dundee, actually, other than the fans these days. <laughs> but that's, that's the nature of the beast. This is a professional football club, privately owned. And I always say to punters, if you're not happy, do what Motherwell did, do what Hearts did, buy the club yourself. So, you know, um, the, the role of the fan and in, at in, in, in United is to turn up support the team, boo if you want, don't boo if you don't want to, um, you know, and and, and just support the club. So, I mean, I I think, you know, that's the model they've got. That's not going to change unless Mark Ogren uh, takes it in his head to do something differently. And I don't think he's minded to do that at the moment. Um, So that's the model they've got.
0: Johnson, Johnson, are you getting the feeling that, I think I, just to, to paraphrase... Alex Mitchell was the was the the man that spoke to us after the game on Saturday, and just to to paraphrase him that that solid foundations are being put in place. It's not been a spectacular start to the season, but are you saying that are you getting a bit of a uh, bit of comfort as to how things are progressing?
1: Yeah, I think so. And um, in, in retrospect, after the the Ross County game. Um, I'm taking more positives out of it. I think at the time, I found it quite frustrating to watch because... You felt it could but, be won. I mean, you even, felt it could be won. Yes, won. exactly that. But even that's a positive if you look at it that way, because over the last year, how many times could you say that? You know, that you felt that that was a game that Seniorsen could have won. Um, there, there aren't that many like that. And I think ultimately what what that performance was, was at at the very least, it was a team that looked capable of winning a match. Um that had some uh, attacking nous about it um, and had some intent about it and, you know, was set up in a way that, that facilitated it. So... That's that's a big positive for me as somebody who's watched a lot of Saint Johnson over the last year or so. Um, to to see a team that that looks capable of going and winning a game that's 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 all you can ask. I think I've kind of made this point a few weeks ago: is that you know, entertainment is a huge part of what football is, and yeah, winning is entertaining. But you know, it, it, just knowing that there's a possibility that you know you could win this game, having some hope, that's enough to get people. Going, you know, and, and and keep them keep them strung along, if you like. Yeah, um, I thought it was so. important
0: against that that opponent as well. I think I called it in my piece. That Ross County is a bit of a barometer fixture last season. It just felt that, I mean, they were on that really bad run as it was, and Ross County came along just just before Aye. just before I think it was the last but one. I think it was before Celtic, wasn't it? Before the break, and. It been postponed, and yeah, Ross County where Saints were bottom. Ross County were second bottom. There was only two points in them, but it felt like after that game, it was like, oh my goodness, you know, the, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a huge gap between these teams. One is going one way, the other is banging trouble. And then again, up in Dingwall, it was the it was the one their first chance of. I think they'd beaten they'd just beaten Hearts, and I think it was their first chat or, or maybe it was after maybe it was after actually beating Motherwell and, and Livingston, whatever it was, that there was a chance to to bring Ross County back into it. And then it just thought, oh no, yeah. hold on a minute. They've got different gears. They, they're they away type thing, you know? So I think that's important as well, Sean, that this, that Ross County don't look like a, te- put it bluntly, they don't look like a better team they're than St. John's away.
1: No, 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 absolutely not. And yeah, if you put the, the Ross County performance in the context of the one that preceded it against St. Marin, which was obviously a, uh, a, a resounding victory it's become even better does
0: um, not it after it has, yeah
1: <laughs> absolutely and it's it's you know there are two home games in which St. Johnston have looked good um, and I think the, the point that Alex Mitchell makes about strong foundations is, is, is correct and I, I think but I think the value in those strong foundations is, is only really apparent when you can add attacking intent on top of that. And that's what St. Johnson have done over the last couple of games. And that's the thing that gives me hope more than anything else. Because they, I mean, if you rewind a year, you know, calendar year ago, St. Johnson of the last few games, it's, it's clearly a a, a, a vastly superior team to the one that existed a year ago, I think. Um, it looks way I more would functional. Agree. I would agree. Um, and yeah, that strong foundation is there, um, with, with, Mitchell and then obviously um, uh, Liam Gordon played uh, at the weekend and Considine as well. Um, uh, there is a foundation there. And on top of that, there, that is giving them the license to, oh, to build uh, going forward. It's allowing I think Dre Wright
0: to be the the player that Sean really wasn't, isn't it?
1: He was he was very, very good at the weekend, right, I think. Yeah, he he was the, the most kind of creative and direct player on the park and he was he was he was good to watch. Um so I, I it is it is a, a very difference in Johnson's side and I'm I'm, I'm really pleased with, with with that, even if you know, in the immediate aftermath of, of the draw, nil nil draw with Ross County, I was I was a bit frustrated with it. Uh, but the, the the overall signs are, are are very positive. I think.
0: Yeah, Jim, we're still at the stage. I I think where you're looking at bigger things. I mean, I'm talking about the bottom six potentially, bottom six, maybe sort of bottom seven or eight, even you know teams where you're you're kind of looking at you're looking at bigger signs, aren't you? More as long as you're not becoming detached, you know, at the bottom, you, that kind of is the more important thing at the moment, isn't it? When when you're looking at a whole season to come, because you really see a you really see a, a team that kind of kids their way or flukes their way, you know, up a table, you, you have to do it, you have, there's only, there's no shortcut to it, is there?
2: No, I mean, I, I, and I think you, you start to get a picture, I mean, I'm not a great one for kind of early panic, Eric, but by the time you're kind of get, you know, seven games into the season, which we are now, um, you're starting to get, a, a, you know, the, the, the canvas is starting to unfold, um, by the time you kind of get into a quarter of the season, you, you pretty much know roughly how the season's going to start to pan out, um, now, those have been two good results. I was really impressed with the win against uh, St. Martin. Because, as we've seen at the weekend, St. Martin are capable of beating Celtic, and I, I thought they were excellent at Tanner as well. Um, so. That was a good result. Ross, Ross County always be kind of tough guy. I know they've, they've lost a few players, a few decent players all the rest of it, but I mean that, that 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 was you know that was quite a solid result as well. No, no huge. I mean, from what I saw, the stats no huge. I think was only one shot on target or something like that. But I like the way they start to shape up, and you know seven points. Uh, I mean, you can kind of already start to ask what kind of season is it going to be. Is this going to be a top six season for St Johnston? Well, you know, at the moment they're, they're five points adrift to the likes. Of, you know, I'm assuming that Hibbs and Aberdeen probably will be up there, but. I might be wrong. Um, Motherwell as well. You know, they're only three points adrift of Motherwell. So they're one adrift of a Motherwell side who are potential candidates for the top six. They're only, you know, they're uh, three points adrift of of Aberdeen, four adrift of Hibs. So very early days yeah. And I like... Um, I, I like the look of uh, the Saints' side. I like the look of the fact that, see, although it's still not a tremendously deep squad, I think there's more quality about the squad now than than, than there was. You know, they, they look to me as though they've got a bit more quality as well. And I, I always think it's instructive to look at the bench um, as as well and see what you've got on the bench. And they look to me as though they've got a kind of, you know, a, a strongish bench. If you can sit with, you know, James Brown and Murray Davidson and <clears throat> Michael Haller and for all kind of, I know we talked about him the other week, you know, uh, Conor McIntyre. Clenning on the bench and and Ali Crawford actually I quite like him. I know a lot of people do. He was
0: good on Saturday. Not yeah, yeah. That, fan, that,
2: that, that's good. a that's a decent that's a decent bench. There's a bit of depth about there. I mean, I, I kind of just sense that <clears throat> that. Saints are a club who are restructuring generally they're not only just rebuilding the first team at the minute which they needed to do there's a lot going on off the park as well I think the Gus McPherson uh, move bringing Gus in as kind of uh, what's his, his official title is it director of uh, operations or so, something like is. that you know? the yes. recruitment uh, element I think that's all really important as well you know um, that was always one of Jeff Jeff. but anytime I had a cup of coffee with Jeff that was always Jeff's big mantra you get a manager and people who are good who spot a player who know a player who can you you know, can kind of recruit more good players than they recruit bad ones. Because because every club, you know, Real Madrid, Barcelona, recruit bad players. You know, not bad players, but players that don't kind of don't cut it, don't make it. You know, so you need more more uh, who do make it than don't. And <clears throat> for the first time, I think in a wee while. It's actually looking quite good to me. I mean, we'll look through that. So I, I, you know what? I think importantly as well. I mean, Saints Saints, Saints have had good goalies. You know, um, going back to you know Manis days and all the rest, of it and Big Xander. And I like to look at Remy Matthews in the goal. You know, um, yeah, he's he, been I very have to say, he's, he's unspectacularly not
0: effective. You know, very yeah,
2: I mean, just he, he looks he kind of looks a solid kind of solid character in the goal. Andy Considine, you know, Andy's never going to win the 100 metres anywhere, but he brings a, a wealth of experience, you know. I just kind of, I, 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 the, the back line looks pretty, you know, pretty solid. Uh, and there's a bit of creativity about the place as well. And I still think that that, that Nicky Clark, I still kind of think that Nicky Clark might kind of um, prove to be more of a loss to United uh, than, than they thought. I was, I mean, I understood how kind of him and uh, Stevie May, paired um, at the weekend. How did they look? I mean, did they it wasn't look... wasn't quite kinda...
0: as... Uh, obviously, it wasn't as effective as it was against St. Martin, but, you know, they still feel... They, they kept... The pair of them were largely involved in the game enough to you know to think that yeah this is still a partnership I, I think, How do they I think play? That,
2: do they play quite close together Eric or do they play yeah, kind of off? Yeah I, would, I yeah. would
0: say so I wouldn't it's not one of those sort of partnerships that isn't a partnership if you see what I mean so the, the formation has has tweaked and it kind of maybe doesn't suit quite so much you know, Graham Carey was in was injured and would hope hopefully that would be a big blow if, if, if it turned out to be a seriously injured it doesn't quite suit him as much, potentially maybe, and certainly not we Max, if you're gonna try and get him in, by all accounts he's been very good in training. So that you know, you, you never get anything and everything in a system, but I, I do I do think it's probably the it's a good way for Saints to go just now and I think I think McClennan will be pushing him quite I, close, see, I, was, quite gonna, soon. I was gonna
1: say that I think I think that's towards the end before before Stevie got taken off uh, against Ross County, he was he was tiring a bit visibly, I think. But it, it, towards the sort of last ten minutes before he got taken off, I thought he was actually drifting out wide left. Which, he had, bit, which, which was, was his want last yeah, season for sure, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. Uh and I'm 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 not sure we're, we're quite served. He does no good the out there, would let's like. face it, Stevie, no, but not a man uh, you want to be driving. I think f- for the thing for the for the partnership to function with Nicky Clark it has to be a proper partnership and I do think they have to be closer to each other. So I, I don't think drifting out to the left is is really helpful um in that regard. But uh, yeah, Connor McLennan is, is obviously the one who he came on. Um and I mean I'd I I I would personally have probably liked to see a bit more of him. Yeah. We were, maybe him. maybe five, ten minutes before he worries defenders, doesn't he? He when he's got yeah. the ball at his
0: feet, you know, he
1: Absolutely, Strong and quick. so it'll be in it. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be a when it does happen. It'll be a horses for courses situation or uh, an injury to one of the other guys. But I would, I would like to see, I'd like to see Connor come on from the start of a game, you know, and see what he can do early on and get a sense of of. of I mean, it was more likely it be him and Nicky Clark, I would think, but wouldn't shock me if he started
0: Tannadice actually, Sean. Just in terms, of yeah. Going. United aren't the paciest at the back, are they? So mm-hmm. It wouldn't mm-hmm. that one wouldn't that one wouldn't shock me. But we can we can move on to that. That next week it would be. A bl- I know that you you probably you probably cursed it by saying about if and butts were injuries and such like. You know the J- Graham Carey. Word, that's that that'd be a, that would be a blow if if, if he had a bad one. And I, I know he didn't play. He's not been. Uh, he's just he just <laughs> he's a type of footballer you would pay money to watch. You know, and you know he opens he opens things up. F- Saints you know. So, fingers crossed. Uh, but David, David he's, it's going to take a wee while to get him fully up to match fitness. But his return would kind of, kind of offset that if if Kerry does have a wee spell on the sidelines. Not exactly like for like, but not not a million miles off it.
1: No, 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 not at all. Uh, having having Spinny back in particular is one that I think everyone's kind of looking forward. Psychologically,
0: to. as much as anything for yeah. fans and the like. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But yeah, I mean, yeah, well, well it's the, the, again, the, I mean, these are all good things that we're talking about, you know, um, and, and things to look forward to. So, I mean, yeah, it's easy for me to sit here and say the tone of the conversation has changed when I'm the one having the conversation. But, you know, you know what I mean? The the kind of mood music is, it, it feels a bit different to me. Um, after the last two games, it, it feels to me like people are watching it. And, and actually, when I was walking out at McDermott on Saturday after the Ross County game, um, there was frustration, but the—I mean, the guy. There was one guy I was talking to, just a a guy who happened to be walking out next to, and he was saying, "Oh, they're definitely better than last season." I think I think people are seeing that.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. A couple of results could change it, of course, but i i, I, I like I say I, I still do think that, you know, you need to stick with a. You need to start. Yeah, you need to you need to believe what you're seeing, don't you? And and you know, yeah. and and think, yeah, this over the over the course of a season, they'll they'll be they'll be okay. Uh, so we'll give the last five minutes, Jim, to you. You touched on a wee bit earlier, Dunferman and James McPake, because they're the last, let me get this right, last unbeaten team in, in Scottish League football, I think. Somebody will correct me if I'm wrong quickly, please. No, I think, I think we're fine going with that. You know, a few, few, few draws in there. But, you know, top of the league, we're talking about going back to... Uh, foundations. It's been a bit of a theme in terms of Dundee and St Johnson for different reasons, but I think you probably you'd put you put Dunfermline more in the in the sort of the strong foundation camp, that's for sure. You know, the looks are pretty so solid beginnings for them
2: yeah uh, <laughs> I mean it's I, I, I'm always intrigued I always like to see the, the Dundee boys do well and I like to see the Benny Kyle Benedictus as, as the captain of the club I know Kyle well I mean oldest boy came through the ranks at Dens playing with him you know and uh, a good he's really good career solid, now not he I, I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's an absolutely solid performer Kyle he's one of these guys who gives you absolutely everything uh, in the show there's someone, there's someone I mean I hadn't seen Dunferm for a while so you know to some extent you're kind of you're just looking at names, you're, you're not actually sure how they're playing, but, you know, Mehmet and Goal, Todorov playing, you know, Mokri, of course, uh, on loan, Chalmers there, you know, there's a lot of names there that you think, oh, why oh, hi, oh, hi. you know, he's a player, he's a player, you know. Um, and, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, again, I'm slightly biased here because they're a club, you know, as a journalist, you know you you, you 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 traipse around Scotland covering clubs and all the rest. Of it, and there are some clubs that you just you know the history of them, and you you know what they are. And they're a big club. They're potentially a big club. They've got a great stadium. They've got potentially a terrific support. Um, you're always treated well. You're always treated well. You, you 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 know you've dealt with all the big characters there uh, over, over the piece. So it's it's great to see them doing um, so well. And and again, I mean, it's, it's it's not as though it's going to be an easy league, but. Um, their closest, uh, you know, opposition or the team sitting right, right behind them, a point behind them in Airdrie, But you just kind of, yeah, I, I just no. This is where you give it the old no disrespect to anybody else. But you look at that that League One, the old third division, and you see Dunfermline and Falkirk. And they are two clubs with really big, big potential. You know, um, and they're in with all the all the part. Uh, FC Edinburgh, you you know, kind of in that league Aloha, I mean Aloua have been an up and down club haven't they you know they've been in the championship they've been down they've been up they've been down but you just kind of look at that and you think Dunfermline really should be out in that league so should Falkirk bluntly you know but, yeah, but it's, football's a meritocracy but it's good to see them doing well I mean he was he was harshly treated um, at um, he he's got them Firing, you know, the have four, have drawn three, unbeaten, as you say. Um, not great goal scorers, nine, you know, nine four, but only two again. So obviously, really, really, you know, really niggardly at the back. Not yet kind of explosive in terms of the goal, uh, the goal scoring kind of element of things. But the key thing is they're, they're top of the league and psychologically, psychologically, that'll be a huge boost for for Dunfermline their fans, and it's a big, big boost for James as well who Must have wondered after you know after the Dundee thing went pear shaped for him, and and you know, and lots of us still think that they, they you know that it was a strange, strange um dismissal, uh, you know, given. What had happened for the you know the couple of weeks just before he was dismissed, but anyhow he's into a new career and, and well a, a, a new life if you want at East End Park, and he's doing very well. And it would be great to see. It really would be great to see them coming back up, you know. And at the moment, um, they're going the right way about it. Top of the league unbeaten.
0: Yes, I mean, did you ex- did you expect Sean this to be? It felt it felt like a decent uh, marriage, Don Fellman and James Muntpeek.
1: Aye, right, absolutely. I mean. The, the, you'll still get Dundee fans who, who question the decision to sack James McPake at the time he was sacked, you know um, yeah, I mean in, in general uh, uh, you could probably make a case for it <laughs> Mark McGee uh, helped uh, make uh, the, a
0: case well, yeah, <laughs> ma- yeah, yeah. <laughs> helped make a case for his retention that's for sure. <laughs> yeah
1: he did, you're right but you know um, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean uh, going down to League One I mean <laughs> It's uh, he, he, the last place he managed was the premiership, so uh, he's obviously had to take a step down. So yeah, I, I kind of, ad, I, I kind of admire the the the. the <laughs> I'm not going to say chutzpah for a second <laughs> week in a row. I can't possibly. Oh my go god! Go on
0: like I, it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I admire that because if you got to uh, ration
0: it uh, though, Sean, you can only use chutzpah once. I know exactly. A year.
1: Too much of a good yeah. thing. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you look at them, and you think about League One, and you think, well, that's not a natural home for them, really. So, uh, you automatically, on the surface, you would think, well, they, they should be they should be promoted, and you you should think it would be within their capabilities. If you look a bit deeper into it, it's not quite that straightforward because League One's obviously quite a tricky looking league, particularly this season. Um, so, it's by no means a a, a sort of a shoe in. Uh, for success at Dunfermline in League One this season, and that of course is what they demand, um, because they don't naturally fit in League One. It, it doesn't it doesn't benefit the club in any way to be there. It makes I'm sure it makes running the club as a full time concern incredibly difficult. In fact, so they 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 have to be getting back out of League One and up to the Championship. So it was a choice by James McPake to choose pressure by taking that job. So I I, I admire that. Uh, willingness to going kind to of back himself and say, oh, no, that, that's fine with me." Um, I think it, it shows uh, it shows good character, and um, yeah, I'm pleased pleased that he's doing well because for everything else, you know, he was always he was always a great guy to deal with and very pleasant. And I'm um, I'm really really pleased that, he, that he's uh, that he's got it moving in the right direction.
0: Oh no, I think it'll be a it'll be an absolute. I think it'll be a cracking battle for the, for the league there. I would I would expect yeah. John McGlynn to 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 get Falkirk moving and yeah and like you say the pair of them I've got you know yes you would naturally gravitate to these these clubs because you you know they're the sort of you know the the big thinker and you will think I could be the one that you know doesn't stop at the championship that takes them into the Premiership and doesn't you know doesn't Aye. doesn't stop there you know you, you can you mm. can really you can do something because the opportunities are huge but with that comes the the enormous risk as well, because it's get up or get sacked. Yeah, probably, or get out, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah
1: it's, good, luck, it's, uh, to, it's, uh, good luck
0: to them. Yes, I, I don't think, I think the family fans are still saying that they're, they're not quite, you know, they, they think they're lacking two or three players. So, you know, I think you know they, you could still,
1: James McPake would probably privately agree. Yeah. Maybe publicly. Maybe publicly
0: <laughs> as well, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's not as if they're, I, yeah, there's 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 room for Dumfelling to get better for sure. So you know, yeah, in, in, encouraging start for them. Okay, okay, guys, we shall see how. Uh Dundee's Welsh adventures go and then we're back to the building up the huge Dundee United St Johnstone game weekend. and we'll probably, let's face it we'll, we'll surely have a new Dundee United manager but then mind you we've talked about him enough already so there's no much point talking about <laughs> Liam Fox once, once he does get confirmed but there we go no, be, no no, great shock anyway will be if it's Kevin Thompson right now <laughs> okay, well cheers guys and we'll be back next week and thanks very much for listening bye bye
1: Local Matters.